I'm your host, Ebert Knight. And I'm Andrew Nicole. And today on the show, we have a great debate. <laughs> we are talking equity versus cash flow. And in the red corner, we have <laughs> Andrew Nicole. Oh, I want to be blue corner. No, no, no. You're the red corner, okay. I've decided. And in the blue <laughs> corner, we have Ilsa Wolf. Now, we know that both equity and cash flow are important when you are building a property portfolio, but which is more important? This is what we're going to get into today. Now, Andrew, you have the first right to put your argument forward, but I want to see a clean fight between the two of you. I've never had a clean fight in my life. No eye gouging, no low <laughs> balls. Andrew, first of all, define for us what is equity versus cash flow. Okay, so when we talk about equity, we're talking about the increase in the value of the property. So if you buy it for 500 today and in 10 years it's worth a million dollars. Cash flow, we're talking about whether or not it's positive or negative cash flow. So is it costing you per week to own that property or is it making you an income? Well, let me ask you, Ilsa, tell us, I hear you have learned the hard way that equity doesn't pay the bills. Tell us a story. You've got 60 seconds to tell us why you think cash flow is important. Well, as many listeners of the show may have already heard from me, is I learned a very expensive, hard lesson when I bought in very quick succession three properties within six months in central Auckland 2016 as the market in Auckland was just starting to flatten out after an absolute gangbuster growth phase. Two of those three properties were cross leases in central Auckland, negatively geared. The coaching I was under as a program at the time, there was no education around the cash flow side of things. I was completely tunnel focused on equity. Once I accumulated those three properties, the combined negative gearing of those three was $55,000 per annum to be topped up out of my own cash flow. It was only at that point that I noticed the revolving shrinking that I realized I was in such deep water. So, you know, equity doesn't pay the bills, I learned very quickly, and I had to literally dig my Excel out of negative cash flow. And that took me a solid one to two years to do with some very big costly changes. So I now have this very keen eye for cash flow opportunity to help mitigate lifestyle risk because equity can provide wealth long term, but it can't help your immediate lifestyle. Oh, a strong opening argument. Let's come over to you now, Andrew. What's more important to you, equity or cash flow? Well, equity makes you rich. So when you think about property investment, if you are buying stuff that's going to go up in value, you're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars. And cash flow means that you can create a passive income. But the biggest issue for a Kiwi starting out is generally speaking, you don't have enough assets. You might have your house and maybe you've got a rental, but you need to build that equity. You need to use your equity to create more equity. Sure, once you get to closer to retirement, then you might start to want to generate a cash flow then because it's important to make your assets generate an income from them. So my message is if you're starting out, you want equity. If you're an investor with a bit of equity, then sure, move to cash flow. So you think it changes based on changes who you are? Changes based on time. Okay, let's come across to you, Ilsa. What's more important, equity or cash flow? Cash flow, the stage in my investing life cycle. My view is that equity will always come. So as long as you buy well, especially if you're able to scope and add value to that, then you can boost it along. 
but the handbrake that comes along for almost every investor I've worked with, and certainly for myself, is that servicing or income does not grow at the same rate. So you need to keep one eye on cash flow at all times and have a view to always critically analyze whether you can push the cash flow to help your own personal servicing in order to unlock that next property. And that's why renovation by increasing the rent and increasing the equity can add to the performance of the equity boost. I'll give you an example. I made my first purchase in Whangarei in 2018. Now it was two houses on one title for 415,000, which sounds absolutely outrageous right now. The original rent across those two properties combined was 580 per week. I ran an intense cash flow hack over a one month period and increased the rent by 76%. So final rent from that double cash flow hack was $1,020 per week. So that was an almost immediate growth of 76%. Now, by focusing on the cash flow, it inherently also boosts the equity. So what I'm saying is the equity will come as a byproduct where you focus on adding value to boost the rent, the value will also come as well. Now the net result of that project was that the passive income from that portfolio became 27,000 per annum, but I also, by doing so, increased the value from 415,000 up to 655,000 only two months after purchasing. So even with the renovation spend deducted, the net gain was $180,000. Now back then at that time, the LVR was 70%, not 60. And so even when Arms I was up, You wanted my sample. How long did you have left to go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, finish it then, finish it. So I managed to upcycle an extra deposit of 168k, which enabled me to purchase a second Whangarei property only a month or so after that. So I guess within a four or five month period, I'd managed to complete a double renovation and brought forward the next purchase rather than wait several years for that natural gain to have eventuated. And it was facilitated by the cash flow hack. Oh, that rounds out the opening <laughs> arguments. Let's get into the rebuttals. Andrew, what do you think of Ilsa's arguments here? I feel like we're saying the same thing. Ilsa said that focus on cash flow as long as you get the right house. But to get the right house, we've got to focus on the equity first and then just get the cash flow right. So I feel like she's agreeing with me. Ilsa, <laughs> are you agreeing with Andrew that, that equity is the most important? I agree. That oh, there we go. Great. <laughs> still need to, but how do you build it without the cash flow? You, to fast track portfolio growth, you need acceptable cash flow, correct? The problem with that, Elsa, in my mind, is that to be able to make something service based on test rates, etc., you have to get like an 11% gross yield, which, you know, given that, you know, when we did that recent survey with the Property Investors magazine, most people were accepting a 4 or 5%. So it's just not happening. So you'd need to get that equity right, because that's what's going to build your wealth. Totally agree. And there's a constant balancing of that seesaw between equity and cash flow that is needed. But rather than choose one, I'm just super greedy because I figure if I drive the cash flow, I'm going to also create the equity. So I want every property to perform the best way it can and create passive income in order to unlock and support my next purchase. So I, I, I think, are we on the same page, are we, Andrew? Well, you want to have your cake and eat it too. Too right. But then, of course, the challenge is also not oh, every yeah. property goes up at the same rate. So it's all well and good to say, hey, you know, buy this property and the cash flow is good. But if you're not getting a good equity growth out of your property, you're falling behind by just getting a little bit of cash flow. Yeah, that is right. You do need to buy right for equity. You have to buy the right property, 
the property type in the right location and do homework and be data driven to make that purchase. And not every property can be renovated for equity. Renovations are straightforward if you want to do them however you like, but to cash flow hack them and produce the best return is not quite so straightforward. I think the formula really is about knowing how to run the numbers on the prospect of purchase, be able to scope a value add and quantify what it is you want to do with a really good degree of certainty to make sure that it is going to perform before you purchase it. I think that's the key lesson here. Absolutely. So listeners of the show, let's turn it over to you. Which do you think is more important, equity or cash flow? Now, what's interesting is that in the survey that you mentioned, Andrew, the property investor survey run through the NZ Property Investor magazine, majority of people said long-term equity gains were more important than cash flow. But what's interesting is that when we posted about that on Instagram, there are a few very passionate people who think the other way, that cash flow is more important. So send us a text with who you think won the debate. Was it Ilsa or was it Andrew? Is equity or cash flow more important? Send us a text at 5 5522 and we'll let you know in a future episode who won the debate and in tomorrow's episode we're also going to dig into new versus existing now let's wrap it up there but please don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the property academy podcast really does help us get the message out to more people and hey if you've got some existing properties that you're wondering i wonder how i could cash flow hack these then you might like to have a portfolio planning session with ilsa i'll drop a link in the show notes where you can find out all about what that entails so tap a swipe over the cover art there'll be a link in there thanks for listening to the property academy podcast i'm your host ebert knight and we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies and insights to help you get the most out of the new zealand property market until next time 